are listening to listener-supported WPFW. for tuning in to Inside Out, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, Queer, Two-Spirit, Intersex, Asexual Plus, LGBTQ2I Plus radio show right here on WPFW 89.3 FM. We come to you live every Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. Um, Eastern, on air, or streaming online at WPFWFM.org. You can also find an archive of all of our past shows on the podcast app, by searching Inside Out Collective. And also feel free to join us um, and join the conversation by calling in at number 202-588-0893. My name is Gregory Allen Datu Sandana, and I'm the president and co-founder of Can't Stop, Won't Stop Consulting and Can't Stop, Won't Stop Education Fund, the chief creative officer of Greg Dances, co-founder of the People's Collective for Justice and Liberation, and number one international best-selling author of Be the Boss Now and host of its accompanying podcast. I am proud to be a member of the Inside Out Radio Collective and as the host for the first Monday of every month. Our show, Inside Out, illuminates and celebrates the rich diversity that, that is the LGBTQ2IA identities, experiences, and issues that impact our everyday lives. The groundbreaking show has aired since 2008 and is DC's only show of its kind on the FM dial and one of only a handful in the country. And we just wanted to share from now through February 24th, we offer you the opportunity to partner with us in this critical work of liberation and help us maintain our presence on air, including program programming like this show, Inside Out Radio, with a donation during our winter pledge drive, Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times. You can call 1-800-222-9739 or 202-588. 9739 and you can pledge online anywhere anytime at wpfwfm.org or cash app um, dollar sign wpfw so let's go ahead and get started with tonight's show with our theme celebrating black history and black futures month with brandon burke and sean michaels owners owners of thirst lounge dc's only black owned lgbtqia plus bar um, uh, i'm excited now to introduce our guest um, starting with Brandon Burke, um, co-founder of SNB Enterprises LLC, the parent company of Thirst Lounge and Thursday Bliss. Brandon Burke is a Maryland native who has lived in the DC area for nearly 20 years. He has a degree in marketing from Hampton University, using his expertise to lead marketing and communications initiatives for various companies in the private and public sectors. His deep knowledge of marketing strategy has been proven with the success of the 12 plus year running Thursday Bliss event for which he oversees marketing and social media operations. Driving the event's social media presence, which realizes an average of um, 4,000 um, uh, uh, viewership and 1.5 growth per month. This knowledge and expertise will bode well for the marketing thirst, uh, for marketing of Thirst Lounge to its target demographic in the greater DC metro area. Um, our second guest is Sean Michaels, who is a veteran in the entertainment industry that got his start alongside music legends Patti LaBelle, Jay-Z, and LL Cool J. 
He has worked with both major and uh, local artists throughout his career. In 2010, he co-founded uh, Washington, D.C.'s premier musical showcase, Thursday Bliss, which served as his introduction to the bar and lounge industry. While establishing the brand of Thursday Bliss with his business partner, Brandon Burke, they forged relationships with many bars, lounges, and promoters in the Washington, D.C. area. They recently established their company, SMB Enterprises, LLC, which is home of Thursday Bliss um, and Thirst Lounge. Thank you so much, Brandon and Sean, for joining us tonight. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. Um, absolutely. Um, and happy uh, Black History and Black Futures Month to y'all. Um, absolutely. Same to you. Yeah, absolutely. Same to you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, one question that we, we love to start with for all of our guests um, is that in the spirit of um, organizer and hero of the civil rights freedom movement, Ella Baker, who are your people? Wow. Um, is this an individual question or is this a, a collective question? This you, you can you can each answer, um, answer it individually. Okay. Okay. Um, my people are are my family, my my friends, my 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 tribe of people that I've been around and you know uh, associated with for years. Um, but you know, collectively, the the Black LGBTQIA plus community um, is is my tribe. Those are the people I identify the most with. Um, I think that intersectionality of who I am is really integral into just you know how I live my life and and being my authentic self. And I would say that my my people would be um, traditionally thespians. I, I'm a musician by by heart at heart, and um, the great thing about that is that there is a great connect between musicians and the LGBTQ plus IA community, and um, I am a representation of that. And that's my tribe. That is mm -hmm. my people. I love that. Thank you all so much. May we bring um, your people um, into this space and conversation and continue to be grounded by them. Um, and when I'm, uh, my next question for you, so I've, I was um, obviously following the amazing rollout of an opening of Thirst Lounge and had a chance to read um, quite a, a few um, uh, articles that were about it. And I was really struck by this quote that you all shared. And, and I'll, I'll read it for, for the listeners. It says, um, Thirst is our love letter to DC's Black queer community. We wanted a space that represents and honors the unique and culturally rich Black gay experience. As a community, we deserve so much more than just special nights or events at spaces do not, that do not center our community. Can y'all share a little bit more about um, about this concept of thirst being a love letter and and what does it mean to be the owners of DC's only Black-owned LGBTQIA plus bar and nightlife, nightlife space? Sean, I'll let you go. <laughs> okay, I, I would say that the, the, the love letter portion, um, especially for me, is because I think moving from a small town um, upstate New York, Albany, New York. I'm, I, I didn't really have an experience of really being able to, you know, uh, figure out who I who I was, and um, especially in the nightlife scene. And um, growing up, I didn't have that experience. But when I moved to this area for college, um, DC pretty much raised me in that area of my life. And so I was able to figure out who I was, go out to different bars and to different clubs. And, and there were different events. And um, the Pride event was huge back when I was in college. And it was something that I had never seen before. And it made me feel, um, I, would, I would say, normal. It made me feel like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only, only person who is um, having this experience. And it opened my eyes up in just a whole different way. And so I having the opportunity to open up Thirst Lounge is a thank you really from, from my heart to this particular area uh, for what it was for me growing up. Um, it gave me a, a sense of belonging. And um, so this is a great way for me to give that back to the community. 
I'll echo most of what Sean said, um, except for I, I grew up in Baltimore and, you know, my experience was a little different and as far as, you know, my acceptance of who I am and and my my just, you know, being my, my total self. Um, but DC was the place where I really got to lean into who I am. Um, and that was, I mean, I remember my very first pride, uh, which was like 2002 and it was something I had never seen before. And the feeling that it was kind of like euphoric in a way where, you know, you're, you're at this event and you're like, oh my God, there's so many people like me. There's so many people just here to have a good time and have good fun. And I remember watching that being slowly taken away from us throughout the years in a way where, you know, it wasn't the same. It didn't feel the same. You didn't have the spaces or the places to go to and the city was changing and all those things were happening. And it was kind of like, wow, well, what are we left with? You know, and Thirst Lounge to me is like a rebirth of that experience and the beginning of hey, we can really create and do this and do this in a big way and hopefully inspire others to come along the journey and, and who are thinking about wanting to do something like this and say, hey, there's space, there's a place, let's do it, you know? That's beautiful. I, I, I imagine that um, we all have different stories of um, both spaces, but also people that help us feel welcome and um, help encourage us to be our fullest selves. Um, can you, t- I'm, I'm curious, I, I had a chance to check out um, Thirst Lounge and I love the, um, when you first walk in, there's that, uh, the beautiful art of that says love who you are and you all list kind of a lot of different um, uh, black trailblazers and creatives and, and folks that um, have uh, a lot of people draw inspiration from. Can you all talk a little bit about what is your approach to, to the curating this space? Um, and for folks who haven't had a chance to, to go, can you, sh- um, share a little bit more about uh, about the space itself. Sure. So this, you know, this space. Oh, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> for us, I think the space was about feeling like you're at home and feeling like you're at a place where, when you, the moment you walk through the door, you feel like you're welcome and you feel like the space kind of speaks to you um, as as a culture, right? And 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 part of the reason why we have that mural on the front is because you know it's really saying you know tap into you who you are your your total the totality of yourself love that person there's you know no one else is going to be able to to love or show you the love that you need other you know it starts within so that was really the kind of beginning of it for us uh, we had um, this great artist, local artist, his name is Kerry Robinson. Um, we commissioned him to do that artwork. And, you know, we gave him some ideas and it was like, this is what we want. This is how we want people to feel. And we want to pay homage to those leaders and those trailblazers, past and present, um, who have really paved the way for us to be here. So you see names like Willie Ninja, you see... Um, uh, Marsha P. Johnson, you see, you know, we have photos of those people where throughout the space where we're kind of like giving them their flowers and, you know, saying like, you know, we wouldn't be here without them. We stand on their shoulders. That was really important for us um, to show that, you know, there's a long history of who we are and we have to, we have to acknowledge respect and pay homage to that. Um, and then on top of that, you know, our musical roots is as Thursday Bliss and Sean as a as a you know amazing performer. Those are also felt in 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 the space. You know we have a stage for when we do live performances. That's something we're looking we're going to be doing very soon. Um, but we also pay homage to our divas. And you have you know Whitney and Janet and Beyonce and Rihanna on the wall. Those people who you know in the community have really risen up and you know shown that they are, you know, along with us on the ride and and, and, and they want to, uh, you know, really show their admiration and respect for our community. Um, I think that was really important for us too. Sean, anything you want to add? No, I, I think you said it perfectly. I, I, it's, it's great to be in the time that we're in 
now i think because when we when brandon and i used to go out to the clubs i think that it was more just about um having the opportunity to have a space where we could just gather together and i think that the time and day that we live in now we are we we are very knowledgeable about how much representation how much representation matters and so we're very we're able to be very intentional about you know like he said making sure that we we have these people's um names whose shoulders that we stand on in the lounge so that we can be intentional about having Whitney and Janin and Beyonce and Rihanna these artists who basically you know are our divas from in our culture um and making sure that we we honor you know uh, what we bring to the table um for American culture and I think that I I'm I'm just grateful to be able to do it at this time because we're able to be intentional about it and still create a vibe where we can have fun and party and, you know, do all the things that we were doing back when we were going out as well. Um, I definitely appreciate that. And I definitely got that sense when, as I was walking around, you can um, feel the inspiration and the the rootedness, both in the history, um, which is why I appreciate this idea of like black history, but also black futures, right? Like there are folks that um, we can honor, but also like, how are we going to continue to build on that? How can we con- continue to build and build and con- um, further those legacies? And how are we, you know, part of that? So um, uh, thank you for giving some context to how you all thought about um, uh, the space. Um, I'm I, I'm curious, you know, as you as you talk about this, like this moment that we're in, as we talk about kind of the growing need for both like um, representation, but also equity and justice. Um, how would you all describe your vision for the future of the LGBTQ2I plus community? And what role do you see Thirst Lounge playing in helping realize that vision? I would love, I, w- I would love for us as a community here, I speak to the, the area specifically, um, Washington, D.C., for us to have options of different places to go. I would love for each part of our community to have places where, you know, they feel safe. I love that we can all come together in one space, but I would also love just to have more, 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 more. That's, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like because I, 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 I know what it feels like to feel left out. And so I would love for people to create other spaces where, you know, everyone can feel included and seen and that would be my vision would be that would just be the norm for that to happen. And I think that what Thirst Lounge is showing is that we can party together too. You know, there have been so many times or so many, you know, you go to so many different bars and things and there's so much kind of divert, I mean, uh, ex- exclusion within our community where you see, okay, this is just for guys, or this is just for women, or this is just for this part of the community or whatever. And what you see at Thirst that I loved and didn't necessarily expect was that we have all of those people coming together and feeling like they're welcome and included in the space. And I think that that is what the future should be. And I think that while, you know, like Sean's saying, there's more options for you to go to, but I don't want people to feel like they're excluded from any of the options that are there, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that it's really important for us, it, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're <laughs> for lack of a better term, we're stronger together, right? So like, if we're all able to commune and party and be together and just have a good time, what's the harm in that? You know, we should have more of that. And I think that that's really important. Right. I, you know, as you're saying that, it reminds me of like, just kind of like being holistic and well-rounded, like social and interactions with others in our community should be, in a, a, is a part of who we are, but also a part of um, our identity, a part of our experience. And um, so appreciate y'all having a space. Um, if you're just join, tuning in to, um, we are celebrating Black Future, Black History and Black Futures Month with Brandon Burke and Shawn Michaels, owners of Thirst Lounge, DC's only Black-owned LGBTQ2IA plus um, bar. Um, this is Inside Out, a radio show here on WPFW 89.3 FM. 
We come to you live every Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on air or streaming online at WPFWFM.org. As I mentioned, we are in the midst of our winter um, uh, fundraising drive, Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times. Please call 1-800-222-9739 or 202-588-9739. You can also pledge online anywhere, anytime at WPFWFM.org. Um, so my next question for um, uh, uh, y'all is, um, what has been the response? And I'm curious if if um, if you've engaged with other um, LGBTQ2I plus um, bar and lounge owners and what their response has been as well. The response has been overwhelming in the best way, I guess, is the way that we can describe it. Um, there has been such an outpouring of love shown to us, um, shown to the lounge, the space. I mean, even for people who don't know who we necessarily are, just the amount of love that we see between the people who are who come, um, and you know the things that we hear from the uh, the customers who come in. We get people from all ages and all you know demographic i guess you can say with within the lgbt community it's not just a place for black people it's a place for everyone when we see that every single day that we're open and i think that that is really speaks to what we put into it and the love that we're getting back from it we have age ranges i mean this the first night we opened this guy came up to me he said he was 71 years old and he just wanted to tell us thank you for creating this space and i tell you i've seen that man at least twice a week every week since he's been open (laughs) so so you know and but we also get the younger crowd too i mean there are people who are in their 20s who are coming so you know it's 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 really speaks to the the necessity of the space being here right and because you get all walks of life coming through the door because there's nowhere else for them to go um that has that centers our experience you know there are other places of course and you know we are we've we've spoken to some of the owners of some of those places and you know they've been very welcoming of us and i mean we we, we've had conversations with a couple and some have reached out to us and just say congratulations and, and that feels great to get that energy from from them as well because it's like hey we can all exist together we're not we don't have to uh be in competition or you know there's no jealousy or anything like that that we've experienced i I should say yeah i agree it's been it's been a wonderful 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 response i mean i Brandon and I have been overwhelmed to the point where we've almost been in tears or have been in tears just because it's like whenever you have uh, set an intention of what you want something to become and it exceeds that expectation, um, I just, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It was, it's just, it's so wonderful and such so rewarding to hear stories from people saying, you know, thank you so much for creating this piece for us. Um, and it's just, it's been wonderful. I'm really happy to hear that. And uh, at least I know all the posts that I'm seeing on Instagram, um, that there's um, lots of crowds. And so it's uh, good good to see um, you all have such a su- successful um, uh, launch and opening. Um, and may may you continue to bring lots of people and make have a space for folks to feel um, welcome and, um, and safe and, and um, enjoy. Lots of joy. Um. I know we talked a little bit earlier about some of the ways you set up the space, but I would love to um, invite you to share. Are there are other particular black trailblazers or creatives or leaders that um, you draw inspiration from and who they are? I would say, I don't, I don't know if Brandon would agree, but two of our biggest inspirations um, are Charles Hughes and Richard Solomon. They're both, they created Lambda Lounge in New York and um, they're really good friends of Brandon's and friends of mine. And we, when we were going into this process, we didn't have a model of, you know, anyone who had done what we were doing. Um, And to see people who are our contemporaries actually 
doing it in the way that they did and they started out similar to how we did with a you know with a brand of something else and then kind of put that into having a a lounge and then opening up an actual like a full-blown club in brooklyn um so they to me are two to me they're very inspirational um and they they were also very helpful and just giving us advice and they're always there with an ear to hear you know if we if we need something they're always there so uh they to me have been a very big inspiration and they're contemporaries so it really just um hits home even even more yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, <laughs> the idea for this and just kind of watching what they did kind of was definitely inspiration for us to say, hey, we can do this too. Um, it was something that, you know, we had thought about in the past, but hadn't really given a lot of thought into how to make it happen. And they definitely helped us, you know, see that vision and understand that, hey, we can do this too. It, it's possible. Um, I think that, you know, other people that, you know, in a way that we've looked up to some who are like, not even people that we, we know personally, but like, for me, like that whole, when you see artists like Janet Jackson or Michael who give back to their communities and things like that, I think that that's very inspirational to us too, because that's what we that's what our intention, part of our intention is, is to give back to the community, to show, to have space for them, to create space for the community and to do things that are not just, um, you know, things that are fun and, you know, we want to have a great time, but also things that um, are meaningful and impactful for the community. Like, you know, this this coming Wednesday, we're having um, an HIV awareness and testing event, um, happy hour. So, you know, it's 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 doing things for community that I think is really important and um, that intention is, is are things that we've seen not only from you know close personal friends of ours, family. I mean, that's things that I've seen that my dad did when we were little. You know, is giving back to to church or things like that. Like those are all things that have been instilled in us from um, a young age. And I think that those are the those are the things that we pull from when we're when we created this space. Uh, I appreciate that because that's a, a beautiful segue to the next question that I have for y'all, is, and which is how do you all continue to stay grounded in community and com- grounded in a family? And how does that inform how you show up as an entrepreneur? Um, I believe that we like we're grounded in service. And I think that when you are grounded in service, all the resources, everything that you need comes to you in a way in which you could have never planned out yourself. And if I would have any advice for anyone who is deciding to do something like this, I think if you make service your, you know, your foundation or, you know, your major uh, motivating factor, I think that you will find how everything just opens up for you in a beautiful way. And for both Brandon and I, I think a lot of the, I don't think that any of this was really self-serving. The whole time we were going through this process, we were just thinking about how can we make this the best thing for for the community? How can we make this the best thing for, you know, this person or thinking about individual people who we knew would walk through the doors and how they would feel when they walk through the doors. So we were thinking about how can we uplift? And I think that we're still in that, we're still in that mode. And I think that that's how you stay grounded is you, you Keep your ears to the ground, trying to figure out how can I make this better for the people who are going to enjoy it. And I think that that is service. And and um, I, I think that if we continue that, we will stay in a good space to be able to continue to move forward. I echo what Sean said. I mean, you know, one of the things that we said is people were asking us before we open, like, what? what is the space and who is it for and all these things. And we were kind of just like, we have to let the space and the people tell us what that is. You know, we have an idea of what we want to do overall, but you know, the people who are coming, the people who uh, are our customers, those are the people who we have to listen to and have to, you know, really um, stay grounded in understanding what it is that the experience is for them. And that helps us to, you know, move forward and continue doing. So it's a constant evolution and a constant process. You know, it, it never stops. You know, we, I, 
um, Sunday, I think I had somebody tell me some, give me some, you know, <laughs> feedback and, you know, we, we welcome that feedback. I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And we're, I think we're kind of visible in the space. So people are very, um, <laughs> <laughs> people come up to us a lot um, and, 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 tell us their thank yous and but also you know they give us some feedback and it, it's 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 good to hear because it lets you know you know it will give you a perspective that you may not have thought of and I think that that's important um if for folks who are interested in like if they come and they have an experience what are the ways um, they can offer feedback to y'all I mean they can email us at info at thirdslounge.com um we get those emails dming us isn't necessarily the best um just because <laughs> those are you know sometimes if, if you don't follow the person you don't get that message very easily you know very quickly so it, you know if it's something immediate or something like that it, it's probably best to email us um but i mean if you see us walking around you can we can we we don't mind saying hello and we don't mind a quick conversation i mean there are times when we are busy and kind of like moving forward um but you know, it, it's it's okay to to stop us and say hi and say thank you and you know if you have something that you know needs to be said that that's okay. Um, so we we welcome that. Awesome, uh, I appreciate y'all being open, and I'm sure folks appreciate it too, especially um, to give you all flowers and to to thank y'all for what you all are are doing, will do, and continue to do for um, our people. Um, uh, wanted to just say thank you again. I know that uh, you you all are um, kicking, helping Inside Out Radio kick off our Black History and Black Futures Month celebrations. And so we want to ask you, like, how are you celebrating or how do you celebrate Black History and Black Futures Month? And what does it mean to you? That's I think that it is a great question. And in the words of Whitney Houston, we need more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need a longer month. We need yes. a longer month, you know, like... We, <laughs> We need a longer month. It's it's because it's not. There's so much history. There's so much Black history. There's so much Black LGBTQ plus history that relegating it to this time of the year is just not enough time. Um, there's 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 so many people to spotlight or highlight and just talk about. And I mean, we we've learned about new people or not new i shouldn't say new but more people in the lgbtq plus community just in dc who we didn't really know a lot about before and just about the history of how black pride started you know what i mean and how it started in dc and things that i think that a lot of people don't have any knowledge about right and so celebrating that um Having, I think we're, we're we're we've been in conversation with the LGBTQ Affairs Office about having a, a Black History Happy Hour event thing. So we're trying to figure that out. Um, like I said on on when on this coming Wednesday, we're doing something for. I'm gonna get this wrong. I, I know I am. It's National Black HIV Awareness Day. I I I have it in my head, but I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. But it, 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 that's what it, that's basically what the theme is. So you know we're doing that event just to get more awareness around HIV and AIDS and uh, testing and things like that. So you know I think that being involved in the community and you know just celebrating our totality is really what we are aiming to do. Um, and you know we have those couple of events scheduled so far. And you know whatever else comes up, we'll, we'll see what we can do throughout the month, but, you know, we're going to try to focus on doing things throughout the year, not just February. Yes, for sure. Because I feel like Black History Month is, I mean, while I, I, I love that it's a thing, um, I feel like it's more for others to learn about our history. We're always learning about ourselves, about our history. We're living it, you know? And so um, I'm glad you asked me how I celebrate, because now I have to think about, like, I have to, I have to figure out how to celebrate this month. You know, like just not just to, you know, be in and to feel like, OK, we're doing something, but to do something actively. And thankfully, now that we've created Thirst Lounge, you know, it's this is a part now a part of that, you know, a part of that month. We are a part of that. And I don't think Brandon and I were thinking about that when we created it. But that's where we are at this point. And, and I, I'm very proud of that. And it's a, it's a great thing. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree that it's important to celebrate all year, all year long. And like, while I, I, I also love the idea of being able to leverage the opportunity, especially for folks who could learn more about Black history, who could support, do more to support Black futures. And so um, uh, it's it's always nice to be able to leverage those opportunities, especially for folks who probably could do more to both build solidarity, to be more supportive of Black entrepreneurs and creatives. Um and to have another push of like, all right, in addition to February, what what is going to be your ongoing action to support? So definitely hear y'all in that nice um, that that meme of, of Whitney <laughs> and, and Bobby definitely runs in my head. Perfect. <laughs> this at least this month is a uh, it's a leap year, so at least it's a day longer. <laughs> yeah, it's a right. day longer. Yes. <laughs> so we'll take it. Um, uh, for those just tuning in, uh, we are celebrating Black History and Black Futures Month with Brandon Burke and Sean Michaels, owners of Thirst Lounge, DC's only Black-owned LGBTQIA plus bar. This is Inside Out Radio here on WPFW 89.3 FM. We come to you live every Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on air or streaming online at WPFWFM.org. We are in the midst of the winner WPFW fundraising drive, Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times. You can either call to donate at 1-800-222-9739 or 202-588-9739. You can pledge online anywhere, anytime at WPFWFM.org. And we also got a cash app. I was reminded, um, uh, dollar sign WPFW. So please continue to support so we can have continue to have programming like this and lift up um, local uh, leaders and trailblazers like Brandon and Sean. Um, my uh, next question for you all is one that we also love asking all of our um, our guests. When was the last time you felt brave? Hmm. I would say the last time I felt brave was when we pressed send on letting everyone know that thirst was about to open. Mm. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> that day, that brand, I, it was like anxiety on 10. And, but once we did it, I think um, for several different reasons, um, one reason was just because of, you know, a small town that I came from, I wasn't necessarily out and so, you know, uh, while my immediate family knows about me and has known, um, my extended family had never heard it from my mouth. And so when we pressed send on it, I was just like, you know, nervous about it at first. And then when we finally did it afterwards, I was I just felt like what I heard in my head was bring it on. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, like whatever it is, whatever is going to come along with it, just just bring it on. And so that's a moment that I felt very brave. Um like as soon as we pressed send on the, on the announcement that we were open on December 9th. <laughs> I, I agree. I think that that <laughs> that moment was like, okay, we're, we're, we're really going to do this. It's really going to happen tomorrow. And we had had a, uh, like a family and friends event that night. So we were doing this as that was happening. And yeah. it, <laughs> it was, it was kind of funny because we kind of walk up to each other and like, okay, do you want to do it now? Do you want to do it now? Do you want to do it later? Do you want to do it now? <laughs> when do you want to do it? <laughs> And, you know, and we thought we were just kind of like, you know, oh, we're just going to drop this little note and, you know, a few people will show up tomorrow. And hopefully some of the people who are here tonight will come Come back back. tomorrow (laughs) and, you know, it'll be a nice little soft launch that we quietly sent out at, you know, 11 p.m. the night before. And it was completely opposite of that. Um, It was a line down the block and, uh, you know, all of this kind of like build up that we were just like oh wow this and and we kind of looked at each other it was like we really did this i can't (laughs) believe it and it it felt it felt it felt like you know you know it felt a sense of pride and a sense of like okay we really we really went for it and we really went after what it is that we wanted to do and that felt like okay we we stood firm and what we believed in and did it and that felt you know that feels like bravery to me mm. um i'm 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 feeling i'm getting goosebumps as you all are sharing that as an entrepreneur entrepreneur myself i uh appreciate like i'm i'm drawing lots of inspiration from what y'all are sharing and i'm wondering like 
if you could give some insight for for our listeners, like what, how did, uh, building up to that moment, building up to that moment that you press send, that you are opening on December 9th, what were the things that y'all were asking? How did you know that it was it was time? Like, um, what were things that you needed to make that you wanted to make sure you 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 got done before before doing it? Can you can you share with share with us a little bit more about the behind the scenes process to, to get to that point? Well, one of the most practical answers was rent was about to be due, and <laughs> <Hello>. we did not, <laughs> and we didn't want to have to pay the rent on our own, but. That was one. But the other thing was there's a lot of um, red tape with DC, like health inspections and, you know, um, just all, all of the, the liquor license, all of that stuff that we have to go through to open an establishment, which we got so much help from from our two business partners, Doa and Mo. Um, but I think that those were the things because they're, they were so unpredictable and. Like we would think we were ready for something and then we would find out, oh, no, you're not ready. And this process is going to take two weeks. And we're like, we don't have two weeks. Like, And so it was really like in those moments that I felt like, OK, well, like what's going to happen? Are we going to be able to do this? Like we had pushed the date back. So how many times, Brandon? Like eight, uh, nine? At least, like, <laughs> at least. Yeah. So it was the reason why we did we did it in the way we and it ended up being the way it was what we did the night before was because. It had finally got to the point where we were like, oh, we really have the the green light. We finally have the green light. Okay, let them know. It was that kind of thing. So um it just it was that was the ride behind the scenes. We just we were waiting for things to be approved. And I think that that was the the most um irritating, nerve-wracking part <laughs> of the whole thing. <laughs> but also the other thing too is like you you know, we 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 felt like we were ready, and then you open it and you realize, okay, there are, there's still things that you still need to do that you know you hadn't thought of yet, or like even when it comes down to like ordering liquor and how much you have and you know what brands you have and like all of those things, like you're doing them in the moment and you're thinking of like, okay, I have you think you have most of what you need, and then you open and you're like, oh shoot, we forgot X, Y, and Z. We, did, we didn't do this, we need that. And you're kind of like scrambling in, in the background to get those things done. It's it's this like exhilarating, but like frustrating experience um, that never really ends. Um, <laughs> so, cause we, we still go through it today, right? And um, like that part of the experience is something that, you know, I think that people don't even realize it's happening. And I'm glad that people don't because that it shows that, hey, we're we're functioning, we're doing all the things, you know, we're doing the right things and we're giving people the experience that they want. Although something may be on fire in the background that right. no one has any idea about. Um, so all of those things happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely um, resonate with that because I feel like, I guess that's also part of uh, the experience is like, there are things that people will never know. So it, and I appreciate you all sharing a little bit more, just both to give people a sense of the amount of effort, the amount of um, time, and I imagine labor and just things that uh, that, that it took to open um, Thirst Lines. Like these things just don't magically appear, right? So um, yeah. I appreci- appreciate you giving some more insight on on that process. Um. So I, I would love to kind of pull a thread, you know, Sean, you mentioned um, in your in, in answer to one of the previous questions, just about like, um, you know, some, some call it the coming out experience. I like to say I'm letting people into the fullness of my all of my identities. Um, but I would love, you know, to uh, especially because I think it's grounded in what I understand your story of like how why you even open Thirst Lounge and being grounded in, in service and community. Um, can you share a little bit about your coming out experience and maybe something that you've learned um, in that process or the ongoing process that um, grounds you or that informs just how you show up day to day? Um, I would say, I, first, I want to say that everyone's experience is different and unique to them. And I think, you know, my experience was um, I let my family know like my mom and my dad and my sister, but I let them know very late in my life. Um, you know, probably maybe a little under 10 years ago. Um, but I think, 
I think it was a thing of I kind of felt like they already knew, like, you know, mm-hmm. and so I didn't think it was something I needed to say because I, I honestly did not think that it would change anything. And thankfully, my experience was I was correct. And they pretty much said, you know, well, I well, we knew that. Um, but I know that that's not everyone's story. Um, so that was my experience. But I think that when it comes to the, the coming out that everyone else feels angst about, I think Thirst Lounge was that experience for me because I had not been public about um, my sexuality before. So this was my first time actually doing that because I'm a, I'm the type of person who I'm just like, well, I'm just living my life. And if, if there is something that comes up where it calls for me to do something that is going to, you know, let you know about that part of my life, then you're going to know about that part of my life, you know? And so that's just what it, but I'm like that about everything. Like I'll walk around Thirst Lounge as if I'm not a singer, but I am a singer and I've been singing my whole life and it's a part of who I am. But unless you are in that part of my experience, you wouldn't know that I'm not just going to walk up to you and say, hi, I'm Sean, I'm a singer, you know? So it, it was kind of the same thing with my sexuality, but when it came to creating the space for the community, you know, I was excited to do it and I leaned into my authenticity and I can say that I have never experienced um, the blessing of what that brings like I have with Thirst Lounge. It's just, 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 just how it's resonated with people. You know, um, I think music is the closest thing to me experiencing that because I think when I'm when I'm um, singing, I'm very vulnerable. And so people are touched by that vulnerability. And it's been the same exact thing with Thirst. It's like people have been touched, you know, um, beyond just having a space to party at um, by us being vulnerable and leaning into that part of who and what we are. Thank you, Sean. How about you, Brandon? My experience is, is is different from Sean's in that I, I've been more out about my sexuality for a longer period of time. I mean, my family has pretty much known since I was a teenager. And, um, you know, my, my dad, who um, has passed away, you know, was very integral in me accepting and being my authentic self at all times. Now, I'm not saying that I necessarily you know, walked around saying, hi, I'm Brandon, I'm gay. But it was a matter of, I don't need to, I'm not shying away from it in any way. Um, I may not necessarily, you know, if, if if it's someone that I do not know or do not, you know, feel very comfortable with, it's not something that I necessarily say. Um, and that was more so, a, a, I come from corporate America. So that, you know, in that space, you know, I, I never really felt like corporate America was home for me, was felt like the place I needed to be. I always was like, there has to be something different. And not fully always leaning into that because I didn't feel comfortable in those spaces um, made me, you know, probably shy away from connecting with people that I worked with as much as I may or, or could have um doing this is a sense of freedom right there is a freedom that comes with just being able to be exactly who you are and there's nothing that um is stopping you from doing that there's no i don't feel it's you know like oh i don't have to be or i can't or i have to put this aside to make this part of who my intersectionality of who i am be stand out because you know when you're in corporate america it's like okay you're black first you know you're and and dealing with all of that is what you kind of confront the most and then it's like okay so now i'm black and now i'm gay and now like how does that all fit in together and what you know what happens with all of that you know being out of that and doing this is such freedom that comes with it and um you know I'll say that leaning into, as Sean said, our, our, our authenticity, you know, with our audience from Thursday Bliss, too. That, that's who our supporters were for, um, you know, the, the main supporters were was the LGBTQ plus community for Thursday Bliss. And so leaning into that community and saying those are the people who have supported us. We need a space that, that speaks to honors and, and um, uplifts who has been our supporters that was you know also one of the main reasons why we created this 
created Thir- Thirst Lounge. Um, but you know, like I said, being being my authentic self, just there's there's freedom in that, and I and I love how free I feel when I walk into the space, and just in general in life now, it it, it feels so much better, so much lighter. Mm. Uh, thank you for thank you both because I think this is I think both are like a microcosm or examples like I think Sean you said this that like different people's experiences are different and even though y'all's coming out or letting people's in experiences is different you have still been able to find way to collaborate and partner on both um, Thursday Bliss but also their Lounge um, and so may, for folks listening for folks uh like these are examples of what what could come of your story. And one thing that I re- reflect on a lot is um, I've been making more of it a point to like uh, affirm or like share sometimes my that, that I'm gay or identify um, in this way. Not so much to necessarily feel like I have to tell people, but I'm realizing that it's it's a part of a responsibility that I feel like I have to the, the uh, to affirm or create spaces for folks to be able to if they are questioning if they are curious if they're trying to figure figure it out um, or are exploring their own sexuality that they feel like they um, uh, know that there's others that are like that had certain experiences or that could support them and nurture them through so um, may folks feel inspired by your stories may those stories continue to ground you and us. Um, and um, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with us on on air. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for asking the question. Um, kind of to, to draw on this line a little bit, um, another question we love asking um, all of our guests um, uh, is if you could offer a gem of wisdom to your younger self, so to the younger Brandon, to the younger Sean, um, and to LGBTQ youth now in the world, like what would that gem of wisdom be? Uh, mine would be it's funny because it's going to sound cliche because it's things we've talked about and it's the love who you are piece where we you know from the mural and just be authentically you um you don't have to hide or be ashamed or you know be scared of who you are who you are is what makes you unique and special and there's only one you so you know, do that to the best of your ability. And, you know, when you do that, the, the, like Sean said, the blessings and the love and all that you pour out comes right back to, you You know, those, that energy that you're putting out there when you're doing that comes right back to you in the best way. And uh, I agree with what Brendan said. And I also would just say to my younger self, just be more of yourself. Um, I think that turning down some was a thing for me, um, in, in a lot of areas of my life, not just my sexuality, but just in general. And I, I would just say, no, turn up, <laughs> you know, be, be more of yourself. And that, that, that's the advice that I would give to myself. Turn up. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, I, I appreciate that because I think that, um, I think one thing that I'm seeing in in this current kind of like political and cultural moment that we're in is that uh, while we are seeing unprecedented attacks on on the LGBT community, especially our our trans um, brothers and sisters and siblings, that um, I recently read a report that nearly 30% of Gen Z folks identify as LGBTQ. So, um, and the people the uh, people are having conversations about identity, about sexuality, about um then all the nuances much earlier i'm hearing about folks in elementary school and middle school having conversations that i was like i don't actually remember having those conversations <laughs> that, that young and so um uh i think that's for me part of why I'm, i feel like there are a lot more attacks on our community because people people are seeing more people free people are seeing like oh like people are being more comfortable turning up being their full selves bringing all of those pieces um t- um uh, the fullness of their identities into all the spaces that they're in. And so um, may may we continue to inspire more and more people to, to do that. Um, so thank you all. Um, 
We have a couple of minutes left um, uh, uh, on this on the show, um, but of course, before we close out, I would love to give a chance. Like, if people want to support you, if they want to continue to follow the work that you do, um, what are the ways they can do that? I want to make sure you have some time to uh, to share some of that information. Absolutely. So you know, Thirst Lounge is open Wednesday through Sunday. Please come through, have a drink, have have some food. We have. I, the one thing that we did not expect and one thing that was kind of like in, not on our radar when we first opened or before when we were actually planning, I shouldn't say when we opened, when we were planning was food. Um, it was something that uh, our business partner, Mo, brought to us and we were like, eh, I'm not really sure I want to do food. We were food actually like, been, no, no, we don't. We, yes, yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and the food has been one of the biggest I guess, uh, surprises for us because it, A, it's great. Everybody comments about how much they love the food. So come have some food. It's, it's really just kind of like bar bites and appetizers, but it's amazing. Um, shout out. Yes. So, so, so that we have a great happy hour. Then our happy hour is every single day that we're open. So it's from five to 8 PM on Wednesday through Friday and two to 5 PM on Saturday and Sunday, but you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. We're at uh, at Thirst Lounge. Um, it's very easy. It's the same on all three platforms. Um, and, you know, I think just bringing your love and bringing your energy, bringing your good vibes is what we want. We, you know, we don't have time for the negativity and all those things. We just want people to come have good fun and listen to some good music and have some good drinks and some good food um and if folks want to follow y'all's journeys ongoing journeys as entrepreneurs and creatives how can they do that they can follow us i mean if you follow us on our instagram so you'll see more of that as we go along um we're planning on doing some video series and things like that to kind of highlight the journey a little bit more and you know what the future holds for for thirst lounge so stay tuned that that's coming and will be available on our social platforms awesome um great well thank you all so much i'm um as the name inside out radio show implies we love to take you inside the community to look at everything from pop culture to politics to entrepreneurship through an lgbtq2i plus inclusive lens um, we are proud to be part of the legacy of cutting edge public affairs programming on wpfw home of jazz and justice radio um, and each member of the collective brings their own unique voice and perspective to the show. And as I mentioned, the show is on air every Monday of the month from 6 to 7 p.m. Um, thanks again to our esteemed guests, um, Brandon and Sean. A shout out to our engineer, Kalia. And of course, to all of the listeners for tuning in to Inside Out LGBTQ Radio Collective right here on WPFW 89.3 FM. Um, and... Uh, final final ask, we are in the midst of our winner WPFW fundraising drive, Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times. Please call 1-800-222-9739 or 202-588-9739. Pledge online anywhere, anytime, WPFWFM.org, um, or you can um, hit us up on Cash App, dollar sign WPFW. Thanks again, um, Brandon and Sean. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. I look forward to Thank coming um, coming again and visiting. I have to get some food this time. Um, yes. <laughs> the next time I go and um, hope that we can be able to chat when, if you all are there in person. But thank you again for joining the show. Happy Black History and Black Futures Month. Have a great evening. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Really you, appreciate it. You're very welcome. Have a great night and thank you, everyone. You too. Scott Heron said, The revolution will not be televised. And yet we've seen oppression, suffering, and resistance streamed in real time across this country and around the world, from Palestine to D.C. 
In times like these, it's imperative to have a station like WPFW that centers justice, reflects hope, and fosters solidarity throughout our music and public affairs programming. From February 4th through the 24th, we offer you the opportunity to partner with us in this critical work of liberation by donating during our Winter Pledge Drive and ensuring that WPFW will be here to chronicle the revolution. WPFW, Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times. (laughs) 